Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time to, to sit, sit for a spell. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Sit for a Spell podcast. I'm Jess. I'm James. And this is round two. <laughs> yes. Technical difficulties. Here we go again. But we're here. We love yes. it. We're here. <clears throat> we're here. Um, in our first recording, we talked about how uh, we had to have a re-release last week because I got a cold from Disneyland, yeah. like an actual cold. I got tested and it was just a cold. And... Um, that means life is back to normal because I get colds all the time, you guys. Like every three months, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Pandemic over. <laughs> Pandemic Officially. over. Cold season intense because we haven't touched germs in a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't too bad. I was. It was just a couple days of pretty severe, like really bad sore throat really intense congestion for like mm -hmm. two days and then i woke up like completely over it yeah so the big fine. the they i don't know who they are but the they, they say that we're gonna have a bigger possibly cold and flu season because we haven't been touching all the germs and people aren't going to get flu shots because they're like well i got the covid shot why do i need a flu shot because they're two different things and mm -hmm. um People were just gonna like get it now. <laughs> like all, I'm definitely gonna get a flu shot. All the colds and all the flus. Yeah, it'll be all right. It will. We'll be. be okay. As long as it wasn't COVID, I'm fine. Yeah. You know what else? But, I heard in the they. What? What did they say? That. So, I'm gonna say all these things wrong, but it's mm -hmm. fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so in the TikTok world, you know the TikTok like conspiracy slash news world, how it's like a little faster than like regular television news. In another galaxy, there is a Earth-like planet that is um circling a very similar sun. And apparently from that planet uh is uh sound waves are being sent out and like hmm. We think it's that planet that's doing it, but then I okay. guess like Australia is the one that found it and they're being like super tight lipped about it. If it's not Australia, I apologize, but it's very interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. Maybe and it's it us <laughs> in a parallel universe. Maybe. It's like just our, it's like clones of us, but we're smaller. <laughs> it's like just us, but we're all, we all have like, no hair. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's like exactly us, but we're all left handed. That'd be funny. Or it's no. just like future humans. Yeah. I don't know. But all of like, TikTok oh. is like, they're like, leave them alone because we're the worst and no one needs yeah. to deal with us. <laughs> we're, we're still dead, like battling a deadly disease. Maybe we should not spread leave it to them other alone. planets. I know. Yeah. I hadn't heard that. That's interesting, though. I mean, there's all yeah. kinds of UFO stuff coming out right now. 
Mm-hmm. And nobody seems to give like, really care very much because we've been like we, we found- told you so. We've been talking about this since freaking X Files. Yeah, and like <laughs> after this past year, we're like we had enough to deal with, bro. Like we're. It's fine. We knew. Yeah, we yeah, <laughs> we know. Everybody knows. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. They're a lot faster than us. Leave them alone. Mm. So what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Oh. I don't know. We're gonna watch Legendary. That's what we're gonna do. That's the other thing we were talking about in the oh, first yeah. attempt. The first time we did this, yes, Legendary. That's a, one of the things I did when I was sick was just watch TV and Legendary. I watched Legendary and I watched Mayor of Easttown. I'm going to watch that. About. I haven't watched it yet. We can talk about it after you watch it because it's very good. Kate Winslet is excellent. Um, but Legendary is also excellent. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's excellent. just so much fun. Yeah, we were saying just how, especially in the light of Pride Month, it's an excellent show to watch because... It covers Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, covers so many different genders and um, kind of skews concept of genders, and it's just super fun. It's like the full spectrum of gender identity and expression, and mm-hmm. so accepting and loving. And if you haven't watched it, it's on HBO Max. It's got uh, Deshaun Wesley is the like uh, MC MC. Mm-hmm. And then there's La Roach, who is like a super like famous um, stylist. The person? Stylist. <laughs> I was like pulling out my shirt. Uh, Megan. He's the been Stallion. around like forever. Forever. Yeah. Megan The Stallion, who's like queen of hip hop, um, and incredibly just gorgeous. gorgeous. Uh, Jamila Jamil mm-hmm. is an activist and an actress. She's on. She was on. You probably know her from. The Good Place. Yeah. She was to Tahini. Tahani. Tahani. Tahin. Not Tahini. Tahin. Tahani. Delicious. Um, and then Laomi Maldonado, <clears throat> who's like a legendary icon in ballroom. the ballroom mm-hmm. scene in Voguing. I was just watching. Actually, it's funny. Talk about it. I was literally watching like a compilation of her old like ballroom days. Mm-hmm. And she's so little. And like <laughs> she's so little and like compact and she like throws herself. She does like four spins and then does like a falls on the ground and then she like did a a drop from um like it looked like a theater. Have you ever seen Pose? You ever I've seen Pose? Part, parts of it, but I haven't seen the show yet. Well there you know like the main ballroom area where they have the competitions yes there's like there's like a stage and then they dance on the bottom yes it looked like that and she like jumped from the stage onto the floor like landed Ooh. on her back and i was like oh my god just <laughs> so good She's an i follow her for a reason on, yeah i follow her on instagram she goes live often and like she'll just be like sitting on her bed like folding her laundry and she's just like ask me questions and she's just folding her laundry and answering questions and She's so cute. It is she's cute. a little. She has her little accent, and she's has, like cute. a Brooklyn accent. Yeah, something like that. It's a wonderful yeah. show. Highly recommend it. Super energetic. Super great. Just if you want to have something on, because I mean, the costuming, the dancing, the personalities. Yeah. It's 
<sighs> it's a competition show, so people get eliminated. Mm-hmm. They win money and different things. Deshaun Wesley and it's all to just host everything under the sun forever from now on. He's the best. Um, there's it can be a little overwhelming in the beginning because it's by house. Like each group is they're called houses so it's all people who they may not necessarily but usually they live together mm-hmm. and they're like their chosen family it's like their team yeah um so each house has like three to five members depending on the house mm-hmm. so it can be overwhelming because there was what like eight it starts with eight houses, houses and then you have to introduce every person in the house so it kind of can get a little confusing it can get a little yeah. yeah but now that well we're at this end of season two and i think there's only four houses left i think so so it's it's nice because you can kind of focus on the houses a little more yeah it's a little easier to get it keep everyone straight i think the next time um, they release episodes because they do two at a time it's going to be the two the final two episodes Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. that's the other thing i appreciate is they release episodes like like quick quick <laughs> it's like get them out there I know. and it was just filmed this last year because they don't have a crowd which no, is something yeah. i i do miss from the first season they have a crowd and like it's very and the crowd helps it's fun because the crowd yeah. gets into it and they hype them up and stuff Well, because that's a big part of ballroom yeah 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 the crowd yeah because the crowd is essentially the judges in a lot of like, if the crowd's just stone cold, then that person just walks off. They'd so. be like, see, you weren't, you didn't work the crowd. The crowd mm-hmm. wasn't on your side, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. but I love it. It's just so fun and just a wonderful expression of just like queer, for the most part, everyone is queer, um, just art. And yeah. we get a lot of things. If you don't know anything about ballroom, if you're young or if you just don't know anything about ballroom, we get a lot of things we say, mm-hmm. a lot of dances that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where like shade and tea and mm-hmm. um, like all those like little things that people say all the time now. They come from, they start with like the black and brown communities mm-hmm. and then they get co-opted by like the gay communities and then they get co-opted by like mainstream white people mm-hmm. and then then it becomes like popular so we owe a lot of the things that we love and say and do and enjoy now mm-hmm. to ballroom yeah 100 percent. so i think it's really important like rupaul's drag of- race would not be a thing without ballroom and i don't know oh, yeah i don't think a lot of people know that connection <clears throat> like they don't yeah. understand that that's what drag race is it's half ballroom yeah. just with yeah. karaoke kind of tweet yeah it. oh the lip syncing yeah mm-hmm. um it's was it's been around for ever and ever for you know i don't know since the 70s or probably before i think before yeah and it was the only probably still is the only place a lot of people feel welcome and they have their families a lot of people mm-hmm. especially on this show they talk about how they were kicked out of their homes yeah. they lost their families mm-hmm. they weren't accepted by their families living on the street it's just it's really heartwarming yeah because the teams are they're not just teams it's a like you said before it's a chosen family yeah it's so cute to see them they're so supportive of each other yes and i enjoy it it's a it's a change from like the usual like American competition show. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's what we've been doing. So watch that. 
Um, especially, I will say, if you are in the LGBTQIA plus community, it's very important history. Look up, um, look into it, watch documentaries, learn, watch Paris is Burning, read to watch um, old ballroom. This is just, you know, this is where it all comes from. The, mm-hmm. you know, work bitch, yes, honey, you know, like the yeah. snapping, the like yeah. everything, everything that we know and love today. Yeah. We go to ballroom. That's that. Um, <laughs> there's a segue in here. Baby is now there? joined us. <laughs> yeah. We had to take a little break because Mr. Man was just wanted his mother. He did. So you can hear Baby. Um, I'm sure he'll make some noises. Let us know he's there. Yeah. But anyway, today we're going to talk about, I don't know. The opposite of babies, which is exorcisms. <laughs> it's not the opposite of babies. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think babies usually need exorcisms. It can some babies feel like they babies. need exorcisms. Yeah, <clears throat> true. Or they are the cause. Um, you need an exorcism after. Um, but anywho, yeah, we're talking about exorcisms, sort of like the popularity, the rise in popularity, different types of exorcisms. Um, and interestingly enough, the different kinds of religions that believe and perform exorcisms, which I didn't know was more than one. So here we go. Sources for today, wikipedia.com, newportlifemagazine.com. Um, I listened to an episode of the podcast You're Wrong About, which if you have not listened to, you should because it's very entertaining. And I'm sure you have because they have like a ton of listeners. Um, but I'm very much enjoying that podcast. What is it called? Also, you You're Wrong, wrong about? about. Okay. So they'll basically like pick a thing that happened. They did like Princess Diana. They did like Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> They did the Kitty Genovese murder. They did, you know, they just pick a rant. The Iran-Contra, you know, scandal or whatever. They pick just random things that people sort of know about and just kind of give you the details. Yeah. It's very interesting. Cool. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, also, a website, usccb.org, which is the United States Conferences of Catholic Bishops. Oh. They have their own website. <laughs> And <laughs> and an article on the Atlantic by Clay Rodery called American Exorcism, which is very interesting. And I could not put everything, I couldn't even put like a quarter of what they wrote because it was so in-depth. But mm-hmm. a very interesting read if you want to read more about exorcism and also read about stories of people who have been through exorcisms. Mm. Um, also, before we start, I just want to give a trigger warning where I am going to be mentioning um, self-harm, suicide, blood, and rape. So okay. just a trigger warning there if, um, if, you, if you are sensitive to those topics. <clears throat> okay, so basically an exorcism, what is it? It's a religious practice of evicting demons or other spiritual entities from a person, an area, or an object that is believed to be possessed. Okay. So people can be possessed, a place can be possessed, and an object. Think of like Annabelle. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. 
Um, it depends on the belief, but it can be done through um, elaborate rituals, commanding the entity to depart, or even even making the entity itself swear an oath to leave. Oh. So in ancient Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. Mm-hmm. I just Babylonian really like priests. Numbers. Yeah, it's fun. Mesopotamia is fun to say. It's a beautiful name, too. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know what it was, Mesopotamia. Um, Babylonian priests, they performed exorcisms, exorcisms. They by casting wax figurines of demons and throwing them into fires. Mm. So that's like the first known account of exorcisms that we know. Also, um, Hindus, as far back as 1500 BC, and the ancient Greeks, they also had demon-like creatures that were believed to be able to possess people. Yeah. In the U.S., um, exorcisms have kind of always been around, but they began to decline sharply in the 1800s and then rise sharply in the 20th century. Sorry, the 18th century, rising sharply in the 20th century. Um, between this in the 60s and 70s, mostly some say due to the release of the book and the movie The Exorcist, probably, which, which we'll get to. Yeah, so exorcisms. By, we're going to talk about different religions, okay? Mm-hmm. Firstly, Catholics, Catholicism, um, some forms of Christianity. I'm kind of lumping them together here. Yeah. This is fine. probably the one we think of when you hear the term exorcism. Yeah. Um, this is performed in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. must be performed by an ordained priest, and they need permission from a bishop to do them. Yeah. They are um, very strict set of rituals, conducts, guidelines that need to be followed during the exorcism. They include things like um, religious materials, like icons, relics, sacramentals. And sacramentals is an object blessed by a priest that could be like holy water, candles, palms, like palm leaves. If you've ever been to like Ash Wednesday or Palm Sunday... Um, mass palm leaves ashes that they you know they do the ash wednesday um, salt or even a crucifix catholic exorcisms might take place over several weekly exorcisms if the demon is entrenched enough in the catholic rite of exorcism there are two forms yeah, they're fighting in two forms, minor and major. So firstly, the minor one is baptism. So if you are a child, usually a baby, sometimes an adult, you are baptized by a priest. Um, this is performed to clean the person's soul of original sin. Mm-hmm. And if you're not Catholic, the original sin is the sin of disobedience that um, Adam and Eve, I guess, what do you, what do you like? With the pomegranate. Yeah, they bit the apple, the snake, you mm-hmm. know. So God punished Adam and Eve and all of Adam and Eve's descendants with original sin. And the only way to get rid of original sin is to become baptized. Which, I mean, it, I, I'm not going to. Never mind. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. We're all thinking the same thing. Um, so this is done. Um, if you're a baby or it's child, you are anointed with oils and wa- um, holy water three times on your forehead. If you're older, sometimes they do it um, in a pool, like they'll fully submerge you in water. You have to do it three times. Luke loves it. Yeah. He loves it. He loves sacraments. You about it. And this whole ritual is said to basically cleanse your soul and leave an indelible mark on your soul. Like basically an indestructible mark on your soul that says like, Jesus forgives me or whatever. <laughs> so um, the second form of exorcism is a rite that is only performed again by a priest with special and express permission of a local bishop. This second form is specifically directed at, quote, the expulsion of demons or the liberation of the person from demonic possession. So hopefully you never really need that second one, but it's there if you do. It's there if you need it. So Buddhists, Buddhism, um, there's the Tibetan tradition that holds an annual exercising ghost day. It's the 29th day of the 12th Tibetan month, and you drive out all the negativity of your house by cleaning, decorating, and eating a special noodle dish. Hmm. People also carry torches and call out the words of exorcism just to get rid of. It's like a special day that they have, which I thought was very nice. I think that's a great idea. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, Judaism. So there is a ritual performed by a rabbi. He has to have mastered practical Kabbalah. And I'm, I don't know what that means. I apologize to any Jewish listeners. Um, so this, this does take place if someone is possessed by, um, a spirit or a demon, Mm -hmm. um, a spirit. I don't know if Jewish people believe in demons, but I'm not sure because they don't believe in they don't believe in heaven or hell, so it's just a spirit, I think. Mm. So there has to be the rabbi, and there also has to be a a minion, which not a minion, a minion, which is a group of ten adult males, and they are there to encircle the person, and the person lays down or sits in the middle of all these men. Mm-hmm. So the group encircles the possessed person. They recite Psalm 91 three times. And then the rabbi blows on a shofar, which is one of those ram horns. Mm -hmm. This, quote, shatters the body so that the possessing force will be shaken loose. Then I thought this was nice. The rabbi begins to communicate with the spirit to ask why it possessed the body. Then... The group of men, the minyan, pray in order for the spirit to feel safe enough to leave the person's body. That's cool. Just very cute. Yeah. I don't think so. traditional, well, I won't say traditional, but I don't think other exorcisms do that. They're like, what do you They're want? They're not this They're just gentle. Like, get out. Yeah, just leave. But yeah. I think because... Um, there, there is no like heaven and hell, and probably not demons. That maybe they just think of it as a person. Yeah. If you're Jewish and you listen to this and you know the answer, let us know, please. Lutherans and Latter Day Saints, they it's very rare for the church to um, perform exorcisms. Yeah. 
both of them focus on the laying of hands, which is like literally putting their hands on people mm-hmm. and like saying the Lord's Prayer, which is the, is that the Our Father? Is that that one? Yeah, Our Father. Like the Lord's Prayer? Out in heaven, hallowed be that, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I used to know it all. Um, I don't anymore. I still do. I know all of them and it annoys me because there's a lot of things that don't stay in my brain, but those things do. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I ever going to use this? Your brain's like, but, just in case. Really though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I say stuff and I'm like, mm. part of me is like, just kidding. Like, <laughs> If you're listening, I don't mean it. But, you know, that's the Catholic guilt. They really drive that home when you're young. Man. Okay. Um, In the Latter-day Saints, the ritual can only be performed by someone holding, okay, here we go, Melchizedek priesthood. Okay. Melchizedek priesthood. Sure. Which is the highest priesthood in the church. And Joseph Smith, who was the creator of Mormonism, Mm -hmm. he spoke about demonic possession, although the church itself rarely does speak about it. Can we take a tangent really quick just like one like 60 seconds i promise yeah, of course so about joseph smith yeah i've been going around down a ex-mormon rabbit hole on tiktok and oh, then yeah, like looking into stuff to seeing like is, is this like real dude i apologize if you're a mormon but mormons like it's legit crazy. mormons are a little bit wackadoo. It's a cult. It's a cult. It's a cult. It is not a religion. Yeah. That is a cult. Yeah. That guy wrote that book. Like, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Anyways, I just learned that. And it learned wasn't even that long day. ago. Like I knew Mormons were like thought to be weird and stuff, but then it's so secretive. It's so and they secretive. have like special like clothes and the like long john thing they have to wear. And then now yeah. all these videos are coming out of like all these ex Mormons like showing all the clothes and they're like, Yeah, these are real. We really had to yeah. do all this. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's well, I don't want to use that word, yeah. but it's very it's strange. Odd and strange. And it's, it's strange. Totally a cult. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if you are a Mormon, I don't think a Mormon, an active Mormon would be listening to this. No. I- if you're an ex-Mormon, reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to. Um, <clears throat> next is Hinduism. So Hindus have a, um, a set of four holy books. And in one of these books, the Atharva Veda, I apologize if I'm saying that wrong, is said to contain secrets of magic, alchemy, and exorcism. Oh, so the way that Hindus perform an exorcism is by um, repeating mantras and performing a yanya. I think that's how you say that. Yanya. Mm-hmm. And, which is basically a ritual in front of a sacred fire. Oh. And it's also said that uttering the name of Lord Hanuman makes evil forces and devils tremble and run in fear. Oh. Which is handy. Yeah. That's cool. Islam, so um, Muslims, they will have someone, the person, the possessed person, they will have them lie down and have a sheik um, place a hand on the person's head and recite verses from the Quran. Then they will either drink or sprinkle holy water on the person. Mm -hmm. They apply non-alcoholic based perfumes on the person 
they recite specific verses from the Quran that glorify God. And it was said that the Prophet Muhammad taught his followers to perform exorcisms and served as, as an example by performing them himself. Huh. There was also a sentence where it said that Jesus also performed exorcisms, um, which I couldn't tell you if either one of these people did. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Taoism. So Taoism is like an ancient Chinese religion. Yeah. They believe that a person becomes possessed for one of two reasons. So, number one, the person disturbed a ghost. So, you disturb someone, a ghost, on purpose or not, and now the ghost seeks revenge. Mm. Um, number two is that an alive person is jealous and using black magic to possess you. So, either way, you have to get this spirit out of you. Yeah. Um. Most Taoist exorcisms include chanting, physical movements like swaying or sort of they look kind of looks like dancing a little mm -hmm. and praying as a way to drive away the spirits. It's said to be very uh, dramatic and theatrical. And um, this is kind of a part where some blood comes into it. Leaders are said to hit themselves with specialized weapons so that they begin to bleed. And then because blood is considered sacred and protect a protector, they use the blood that is spilled. Um, they collect it or they blot it up with something. And then they put the blood on the door of the possessed person to protect them from either from the spirit returning or from other spirits from coming in. Yeah. Blood is uh, used in a lot of ancient Mm -hmm. History protection things, putting blood on yeah. your door, blood on your kind of door jam, windows, yeah. things like that to act as a yeah. protectant, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, makes sense. It's like the source of life, I guess. Well, yeah. You could be seen that way. Okay. Yeah, because they're even still like not that long ago, like bloodletting and like leeches and everything was like, there's ghosts in the blood, you know, like <laughs> everything was, you know, blood related. Yes. <laughs> I could <laughs> see why. Okay. So there are signs of someone or some, this is mostly someone being possessed. So here are some signs. If okay. you feel like someone you know, or maybe yourself, if you're dealing with something, if this sounds familiar, maybe look into it. So there's many different ways a person or a place can become possessed. Um, seances, ghost hunting, some say Ouija boards, um, just basically looking for ghosts. Um, Opening this is kind that of, door. Yeah, it's a little victim blamey, like you're asking it for it. but. Blamey. But it's kind of like, stay away, you know? Yeah. Like, no matter how innocent your intentions are, maybe you're just trying to have some fun with your friends. Um, but sometimes something gets in that you never intended. Yeah. So maybe you, let's say you have a seance and you're trying to get in contact with your grandmother and you do and it's fun and you love it and it's the best. Yeah. And then maybe as you're doing that, something else gets in or you don't close that connection correctly. Something happens and then things start happening in your home. So 
things can happen quickly or they can help and happen slowly. But eventually, if it is a true possession, you will need some help. But mm-hmm. how do you spot these things before they get out of control? There's a book, a 1990 book by Father Gabriel Amorth. He's the chief exorcist of Rome. Cool. He um, wrote a book called An Exorcist Tells His Story. Mm. And these are the four stages of demonic possession that he has laid out for us. Okay. So number one, infestation. So this is your typical like haunted house stuff like voices, footsteps, objects moving, sounds in the night. These things affect this type affects objects and maybe animals more than it does people. Yeah. Okay. The, the next thing is oppression. Um, this is where things sort of pick up a little. Scratches on your person, physical attacks, sleep disturbances like nightmares or sleep paralysis, severe illnesses, anger issues, relationship issues. Of course, these sorts of things can happen normally, like sleep paralysis on its own doesn't mean you're possessed. Having an illness doesn't mean you're possessed. Having relationship issues doesn't mean you're possessed. But if it, if these things happen in a rapid and sudden succession after you may have opened, you know, this sort of connection, maybe keep an eye out okay. for the presence yeah. of a possession. Okay. So the third one is obsession. The stage, the afflicted person, usually one person will be singled out. This person becomes obsessed with the activity. They're unable to function fully in everyday life. They have maybe thoughts of suicide or self-harm, and they find it nearly impossible to sleep. Mm. And then the final stage is possession. So this is a direct quote from Father Gabriel. He says, contrary to popular belief, possession is not a demon entering a person's body and taking over their soul. A person's free will is never removed, only severely compromised. In possession, a person is so physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually broken down by the other three stages that demonic spirits are able to seize occasional control over the person's actions. Huh. So I just had an aha moment. How <laughs> oh, so? Well, because I didn't know. I you just taught me something new. I had no idea about these, like the four stages. But when you think about all the like movies of possession, like any of the exactly. Conjuring films, think of the Conjuring. That's yeah, exactly how they're broken down. Think of the sound, um, something happens, and then the sounds mm-hmm. start, and then the little scratches or bruising starts, and yes. then their personality starts to change, and then they're full on possessed. Mm-hmm. It's like exactly like the first Conjuring movie. movie is like spot on these four, um, these four stages. I think even probably what's that movie? Um, Paranormal Activity. Yeah, that yeah. could probably be the first few the first couple two three yeah. s- stages of this yeah um definitely the movie the exorcist oh, it's well, very yeah. good at showing this mm-hmm. but yeah i think um the people who are writing those movies are probably have read this book or know these things yeah. because a lot of movies show that it's like a very slow and scary progression it is the new conjuring so, is out I know. I need to watch it. I'm going to watch all of them, though. I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to regret it. 
but I think I have to wait because my kid does not like scary movies, sadly. Mm. And Conjuring is very scary. Um, well, maybe when you come over, James is coming over to my house on Sunday. Vaccination summer. And <laughs> maybe you can stay after we're and dancing. Watch it. <laughs> yeah. I have like a week to watch the other ones because I've never seen like, oh, shoot. Sorry. I've never seen like the Annabelle. I've never seen all the Annabelles and I never watched The Nun. So I've seen them I've all. Just seen- the Nun. I it was it's cool visually. Visually, it's super cool, but okay. like I, for some reason, I was just like eh, about it. But yeah. the nun herself or itself in the other films is literally terrifying. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll have to just see. I'll get whatever through whatever I can. But okay, yes. So those Conjuring movies are very good at this sort of thing. So some telltale signs of the final stage of the possession stage of a possession, I guess, Yeah. Um, include things like superhuman strength, mm-hmm. speaking in languages unknown to the victim, mm-hmm. speaking in dead languages mm-hmm. like uh, Latin. Sumerian, Latin, Aramaic, things like that, yeah. aversions to holy objects, change in voice or presence of multiple voices speaking at once. Yeah, I hate that. Mm. Yeah. Knowledge of events that the person couldn't possibly know. Mm-hmm. Um, and even changes in facial features. So, yes, these are all things that you see in The Conjuring and The Exorcist yeah. in uh, Constantine. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Keanu. So, everyone in that movie is so hot. So beautiful. Rachel Weiss, Constantine. Uh, Tilda Swinton, uh, Tilda, yeah. the guy who plays the devil, everybody. I'm like, <laughs> it's my pansexual dream. It's a good, <laughs> it was like my. It's good. Between that movie and The Mummy, I was like, yes, please. I know everyone. it keeps popping up in my uh, in one of the streaming. Like, you should watch this, Constantine. Yeah, and I'm like, all right. I've seen it. It's but it's like it's like unironically. I feel like it doesn't get a lot of love, but it's unironically one of my favorite movies. It's just so. Well, it's because we watched I, the Ninth Gate a lot, and oh yeah, with Johnny Depp, like that's a sexy a, movie that's too. A sexy movie, like he can smoke a cigarette. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. even though I don't, yeah. I don't know if we're. Anyways, but <laughs> okay. Well, will we talk about this, and you guys all think about your bisexual fantasies? We're gonna take a break. Oh yeah. Hello, sit for a spell, listeners. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety. And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better, H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The -hmm. service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. 
BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. It's awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H E L P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using better help that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 States. Yeah. Get on that. Mm -hmm. Get on this too. special offer for sit for a spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell that's better h-e-l-p.com slash sit for a spell and we are back we're back welcome okay so we talked about some of the signs um and sort of like how different religions get rid of their demons and Mm -hmm. exercise their demons yeah i want to talk about the popularity of exorcisms Um, Because this wasn't always a thing that people talked about. So prior to the 1960s, exorcisms were practically non-existent Mm -hmm. in the United States. Yeah. But there were polls conducted in recent decades by Gallup and YouGov that suggest that nearly half of all or more than half of all Americans surveyed believe demonic possession is real. And even more of those people believe that the devil is a real entity, like an actual, like corporeal being. That's surprising to me. There is a devil. So that number rose from 55% in 1990 to 70% in 2007. That's really surprising to me. Yes, it is. So, like I said, in the 20th century, exorcisms were on the decline and non-existent until um, around 1971. That's when the novel by William Peter Blatty came out called The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. The novel was later adapted into a movie, a 1973 horror film of the same name, The Exorcist. That movie was nominated for 10 Academy Awards. It's a great movie. It's a wonderful film. And it's considered to be one of the most frightening films ever made, which I can tell you when I first watched that movie. I mean, I was like nine when I first watched it, but it scared the shit out of me. Well, it has that underlying sound that causes discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. So for anyone who isn't familiar, there is a tone that plays underneath the sound track of the whole movie that there is no silence in that movie whatsoever. Mm. So even in the parts where nobody's speaking and there's no music, there is a steady tone, like one we can like barely register that keeps you from like being able to relax, I guess. Yeah. Is the, is how it's what they say. So when this movie was released, there were, it was said that there were people who were fainting in their seats, throwing up in the aisles. It was like a big hullabaloo. There was even one man who sued, like, I don't know if he sued the theater or like the movie company or something, because he hit his head after he passed out from fright. 
Oh, well, and, I mean, um, at the time, yeah. Yeah, I could see that for sure. So the movie, if you've never seen it, it revolves around a little girl named Regan. Um, she's played by Linda Blair. She's a budding teen. Um, she unwittingly invites the demon Pazuzu into her home. After playing the Ouija board, that's kind of where the, if you remember back from our Ouija board episode, before that, Ouija boards were considered like a family fun time game. And after this movie came out, it was like, no, the devil. So that was where that came from. Um, And I think it's also, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but I think it's also hinted she's going through puberty. Yeah. Or uh, I think. I don't remember. She seems a little young, but it could be. I think she's like 12, right? It could be. Let's just it's been a let's um, yeah. <laughs> I think she's like a preteen. Yeah. Um, so she is helped by her mother. Her mother takes her to like every known medical professional she can and eventually in, asks enlists the help of the hunky doc father Karras. Karras, Karras, I don't remember what's his name, played by Jason Miller, who he himself is dealing with his own metaphorical demons because he has a lot of guilt over um the death of his elderly mother and he kind of thinks he wasn't there for her enough yeah but he's kind of dealing with that on his own the movie ends spoiler alert ultimately by um father karis exercising the demon taking the demon into his own body, and then he throws himself out the window down a giant flight of stairs, killing himself and taking the demon with him. Yeah. Regan lives. He saves the day. It can't be considered spoilers because this came out, like, before we were alive. Like 50 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like 40-something years ago. Yeah, true. But, you know, there are younger kids probably who listen to this. I don't know. Gen Z? Gen Z? Gen Z? That Do what, we have any is that what Gen the young Z ears? I don't know. That's like teens now. It's Gen yeah. Z. I'm like a chuggy person, I guess. I don't oh. know. Except I don't like Chevron. Anyways, keep going. Let's not. <laughs> 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 no, I'm still cool. Jamie's still cool. You are. Okay. The, the request of exorcisms grew greatly after the book and especially the movie came out. To the point where the Catholic Church had to set up committees and guidelines to allow, before allowing anyone to perform the sometimes deadly ritual. There have been people who have died during exorcisms. Oh, yeah. So um, the Catholic Church has these um, very formal, rigorous, and longstanding rules and traditions. So <clears throat> this is kind of a sig- like a sidebar, but... Back in the day, back in the 70s, um, it was kind of a dark ages for like mental health. So with the rise of exorcisms in conjunction with like, say, the satanic panic that happened shortly thereafter, there were a lot of people who turned to exorcisms to kind of solve their help because of that dark ages in mental health. It was mental health help was very limited to say the very least. Oh yeah. So patients had mostly just talk therapy and maybe meds if you were lucky. There was some controversy amongst some therapists who would use a method where they had patients searching deeper and deeper for um, traumas 
to sort of solve whatever issues they were having at the time. Mm -hmm. And in that podcast episode of uh, You're Wrong About, they talk about patients looking for forgotten or what is it called? Like when you when you like shove it away, like repressed uh, memories, repressed. Yes repressed traumas and so they'll be like well you must be depressed because you were maybe you were abused by a relative like don't you remember like blah 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 and then the person couldn't remember so the therapist would be like oh like it must be so much worse like you must not have just been uh, abused you were probably like you were raped and impregnated maybe you were used as like a breeding machine for a satanic cult and you're repressed like there must be something deeper going on here like yep the more you didn't remember the worse that they tried to convince you it was yes so it sort of forced people to think that they were victim of, of like horrible abuse even if they weren't yeah and them having anxiety or depression or being bipolar or certain things. Um, Maybe they just needed some meds, but they were being given the wrong directions. Yeah. So some people turn to exorcisms because it takes kind of the blame or the responsibility out of your hands. You know, it's like there's this otherworldly force who you can't out of your control and it can be fixed. Like all you need is... Uh, once a week, you just got to get an exorcism and, you know, it'll be gone. And, you know, then maybe the demon comes back and you just do it again. And it's, it's very appealing to say, you know, instead of having to do all this work of like, find the trauma, find the trauma. It's just like, no, you're just possessed. Let's just get the demons out and you'll be fine. Yeah. And it worked for some people. There are people who genuinely are not, if they were genuinely possessed or not, had exorcisms performed on them and felt better afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to say. The placebo effect is very strong. It's hard to say. If it helps somebody, then, I mean, is it wrong? You know, like you can't really, yeah. you can't really say. Because, so. I mean, ultimately, it's just a lot of <clears throat> movement in words. Yeah. It's just a ritual. Yeah. So you never, I mean, as long as it's not someone who's taking advantage of you or hurting you or something. Mm -hmm. But so because of this, priests use, not because of this, but because of this can be an issue, priests use, um, these are Catholic priests, use a process called discernment. This determines whether they are dealing with a genuine case of possession. So, First crucial step, the person must undergo a psychiatric evaluation with a mental health professional, and a vast majority of cases end there. Um, A lot of people who are claiming possession, they're found to be suffering from psychiatric issues, maybe things like schizophrenia or dissociative disorder. Um, Not to say all people who are schizophrenic or have dissociative disorder believe that they are possessed, but there's just um, some sort of correlation here in this study. Oh, tons. And there are some cases where people who think they are possessed have recently gone off psychotropic medication. Mm. So Father Thomas, who is a priest training as an exorcist in Rome, he talked to um, The Atlantic about this. He said as many as 80% 
of the people who come to see him seeking an exorcism are sexual abuse survivors, Mm. which isn't to say sexual abuse leads to demonic possession or, you know, but that the trauma of being abused, it can help explain why people feel menaced or they're convinced that something is overpowering them. Something sinister is happening because something sinister did happen to them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why in cases of DID, the dissociative identity disorder, um, when people have, I think they call it, I believe the correct term is alters, and Mm -hmm. they have um, alters that can sometimes be demons um, Mm. that kind of are not necessarily the the evil part, but the they've taken that and turned it into a protector. Yeah. Um, or they'll have a protector or they'll have a child or these yes. other things because of that. And I think like you were saying, that's really what gets, it kind of gets convoluted. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. They did talk about um, the book Sybil. Remember that book? Yeah. Um, about the woman who had, DID mm-hmm. and that also helped contribute to this as well. Yeah. Because other people were saying, well, she she doesn't have a, a disorder, she's possessed, you know. So yeah. But yeah, that makes total the brain is so interesting. So the things interesting. that it does to just survive. Mm-hmm. I think it's so it's fascinating. Fascinating. Um <clears throat> so yes, only a very, very small number of requests make it through the discernment process. They spoke to something like 10 exorcists from Rome and collectively they had all only um, participated in like a handful of exorcisms yeah. over decades. Which I mean, that's so, good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> don't need that many demons so, around. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, no, thank you. Uh, so there are some in the religious community who say that demonic possessions are up because of the corruption in the church and something called Vatican II. So Vatican II was basically like, it was like a conference for like all the higher ups in the church. Mm -hmm. They got together in the 1960s um, and they, if people from all around the world and they sat together and tried to think of a way to make the church more appealing to the rest of the world. Okay. So before this, it was kind of like a, they know where we are, you know, like you're with us or you're not like, we're not, you come to us when you want to kind of thing. Um, But then they decided to change it. Like, let's be more inviting. Let's reach out to people who may not be Catholic. Let's reach out to our other religions and, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So they stopped having Latin mass up until the 1960s. All masses were in Latin. And after this, they changed it to um, English or whatever the local language happened to be. Yeah. Um, Nuns were allowed to live... uh, uncloistered what is it like Like not in the you know like yeah and they didn't have to wear like their habits all the time you know like they didn't have to wear the full regalia all day yeah Yeah. they could live in regular homes and apartments like they could live amongst their community Mm -hmm. they could learn to drive um they basically were just trying to like 
update themselves yeah. a little, like as much as the Catholic Church is going to, you know. I'm guessing the demons um, didn't like that. So this was said to be, well, the demons did like this because oh. it was said to be a bad move because this would cause the church to lower its standards and invite the devil into the church. Hmm. Because before this, it was said, well, the Catholic Church should set the standard. Like, people should meet us here. And if they don't meet us here, they're not worthy of being in our church. Yeah. Like, we set the standard of morality. We we're, we are the standard. Yeah. And this was seen as kind of lowering the standard to meet the general public. And that decline in morality is what led more demons into our lives. <laughs> so not because like a book or a movie came out, like, no, it was just lowering of standards, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. I guess it made it easier. People were just upset about through. it. Yeah. Yeah. People were mad. Cause it, I think people get very precious about their religions. And oh, yeah. especially if you are, if you're say, 1960 let's say you're you are 60 years old mm -hmm. you've gone your whole life going to latin mass and having to do things to be part of the church and live a certain way and all of a sudden all that's out the window and we're changing nurses are nurses uh nuns are uh they're driving and they're wearing normal clothes and it's chaos in the streets and cats and dogs are living <laughs> together it's just you know i could see how people would be upset but i don't see Pandemonium, yeah. So that is another reason why there may have been a rise in popularity of exorcisms. Hmm. But that is not how the scientific, scientific community sees it. So, of course, demonic possession is not a medical diagnosis in no. the scientific community. I don't think so. Um, most in the scientific community be, think that demonic possession is a symptom of physical or mental illness like things like Tourette's DID um, schizophrenia oh I didn't even think mania yeah um, some sort of psychosis there is a form of um, monomania called demonom <laughs> demon omania demonomania Dem <laughs> so, okay, I get it I get demon <laughs> demonomania there you go. Demonomania. <laughs> Sounds like a board Demonomania. It does, actually. <laughs> There's like dice involved. And, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, so there is an actual diagnosis you can get, demonomania, where the patient believes they are possessed by one or more demons. Oh. So, um, Imagine if everyone diagnosed is like literally actually possessed, by a possessed by a demon. <laughs> and the demons yeah. are like god damn it like literally they're like, they're like <laughs> for real though <laughs> literally <laughs> um some in the scientific community say that if a person believes they are being possessed by a demon someone with this demonomania they believe the exorcism will work because of the placebo effect that yeah. They think they're possessed. They believe in exorcisms. The exorcism happens. They're better. Like, yeah, makes so sense. Just let them have the exorcism. Let then, them like, have come it. on, yeah, yeah. Um, there are some case studies that suggest that possessions are 
more common in narcissists and those suffering from low self-esteem. So it's kind of like it makes sense. both ends because it's so much spectrum. attention. Literally, yes, they're doing it for attention. Yeah. So that's what some it's some sort of like what's that Munchausen's Munchausen's by proxy. Yeah. Well, by proxy is when you do it to somebody else. Yeah. Munchausen's is when you do it to yourself. So I wonder if that could be like considered a form of that. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. But that's what the scientific community believes. Of course, um, it's I'm a full believer in science. Like that's not a controversial statement, I think. No. Um, but there are a lot of things that um, I think we on this podcast talk about that I think the scientific community would kind of – like poo-poo away. So well, you need to have a balance. <clears throat> yeah, of course. Yeah. So which, and then I think, I think there are probably people who may have this belief in themselves being possessed and do have some sort of mental or physical illness that can, they can be helped and they should be helped. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So whether or not exorcisms are real or possessions are real, you believe in demons or some are like, and a vast majority of people who are quote unquote possessed, it's very rare for the devil himself to possess somebody. Oh well, yeah. He's like, he's like the head honcho. He doesn't you know, have he's time like, for that. He's busy. Yeah. So. But it's like, oh, it's the devil instead of Pazuzu is like, um, the big one. I guess he's like one of the big ones. Yeah. But I don't know if that came before or after the movie, the exorcist movie. But what are your thoughts on exorcisms? I just, I have like conflicted emotions just because I'm not one to believe in heaven and hell. And if you believe in hell, like demons are from hell, but then could demons just be evil spirits? Because I believe in spirits. So it's like, or could they be things from different realities? Because I'm kind of starting to believe in different realities or like, you know, like Mm -hmm. slipping into different things, you know? And so it can, it's, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think there is, it's definitely complicated. Religion is definitely complicated. I think, like I said, if someone who has this de- demonomania believes that they're possessed, let them get the exorcism. It's going to help. Oh, yeah. If it doesn't hurt. But again, there are people who have been hurt or have been killed during these. I was I was going to include some stories, like some real stories, like some quote unquote real stories. Yeah. Some of them are very sad. Some yeah. of them are, um, they start with a lot of abuse or they end in death. And depending on if the if the exorcism is performed by a professional or not, it has a lot to do with it. Some people, it's their loved ones trying to do it and they tie them up to the bed for 14 days and they don't eat and they die from starvation. Yeah. Some of them are, some of them use physical um, means to try to get the, the demons out some of them are just some of them are very sad like uh lgbt you know they're trying to get the demons out when really they're just a gay kid and yeah some of them are very sad some of them are very interesting and scary Mm -hmm. um 
like the different languages stuff is very interesting and scary. Um, the, the voices is very scary. Um, it's just, it's hard to say, you know, it's it's hard to say what it is exactly. Do I think that, yes, there's actually been people that have had some kind of alter energy go Mm -hmm. into them. And that is yes. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. But do I think that there are just as many, um, people who just have who need support with their mental health absolutely and I think it's yeah. kind of a split um, and then it's it's equally as hard to say who should be in charge of fixing that or helping them with that right yeah. yes I, I guess the Catholic something we Church should be trusting kind of took on the job just because of their beliefs yeah you know yeah I read something about um, Protestants um who after when this was all rising and they they were like they were just like "Mm, we don't do that like we don't believe in that like you know like Mm -hmm. people were coming to them from their congregation or i don't do protestants call it congregation from their you know their people were coming to them saying saying like i need an exorcism and they were like we don't that's not a thing you know like we don't do that that's a catholic thing call the catholic church down the street yeah yeah so um, I mostly focused on the Catholic Church because they're they're so witchy, dude. Like they're so <laughs> they're so. It's every, the more I read about. I mean, I know I grew up in the Catholic Church, but the it's such like rituals and like clothing, yeah. and you say certain things, and you have to stand in certain places, and the Catholic sacraments Church is a and, supernatural society. It's very supernatural. Ghosts. It's Holy Spirits. I mean, what is it? It's like the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy, the Holy yeah, Trinity. Yeah, like, like all kinds of. There's ghosts things. and there's, there's angels and there's a devil and there's a God and heaven. And there's and blood magic and there's exorcism. The blood of Christ and the bread and we eat his bread. We eat his body. And we drink miracles. his blood. And it is so supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah. And then they get mad at us. I know. It's like I learned it from watching you. Okay, that's it's where like, I get dude, it from. We drink tea and light candles. You're the one over here freaking exercising people. <laughs> yeah, come on. How is drinking come tea on. worse than drinking blood? <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> you know how we think, how we feel about organized religion here. But anyway, that's exorcisms. Um, I don't know what I thought this episode was going to be about, but I don't think I thought it was going to be about this kind of stuff. It was really interesting, and I didn't know a lot of things. So thank you. Neither did I. Sure. I had a good time. That was fun. Yeah. um, What was it called? An Exorcist Tells His Story Mm -hmm. by Father Gabriel M. Morse. Chief Exorcist of Rome. Up though, so you get wrapped up, you said. Yeah, like for example, when we watch this Conjuring movie, I know it's a movie. I know it's like directed and on the set, and I still don't be able to sleep for like three days. So if I read a book about things that people deem to be true, I'll be like, Mm -hmm. "What in the holy hell?" Yeah, there were a lot. Um, in that Atlantic article, I can send you that article. Um, we'll link it in the show notes. Um, they, there's a lot of stories about people being possessed and 
their exorcisms and the priests who performed the exorcisms. Very interesting stuff. Hmm. True or not, I can't say, but very interesting nonetheless. Yeah. I'm going to go watch Constantine right now. Do it. Love that movie. Well, that's it. That's it. That was a good one. Exorcisms. Um, I haven't entirely yeah. decided what I'm doing next week. So it'll be a surprise. For all of us. <laughs> Even my Figure it out. Um, well, thank you for listening. Yeah. And as always, if you have anything that you want us to research for you that you just don't want to research yourself, um, let yeah. us know. Because we always, we have this like running list. So just add it in we there. And, uh, yeah. Whenever you guys give us suggestions, we write them down. Like we literally have a list and cross them off as we go. Yeah. With like paper and a pen. So. Yeah, I don't think there's like ever going to be a shortage. I think um, mm-hmm. there's always mm-hmm. something to talk about. Yeah, and like adding these things, like I want to do the Bermuda Triangle. Like adding these like fun, like just mysterious things. Like exorcism doesn't really have a lot to do with like witchcraft, but just fun stuff. Like just send us interesting occultish things but i mean when you think about it how is an exorcism not witchcraft you're literally it's energy and it's ritual and it's words and Mm -hmm. it's tools and all of catholicism is witchcraft yeah like baptisms like uh taking your whole your communion you like pick a saint and you like you change your name and like you have altars in your home and you like candles and there's yeah my mother literally has like a giant there's like jesus and mary and like saint uh thomas and like all these yeah she literally has an altar my altar is just stones instead of statues (laughs) yeah but yeah it's the same thing same thing that's very true Mm -hmm. i think about that way Mm. Mm. something to ponder bring it all back around circle it back yeah Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. thanks for listening thanks so much um we're starting our vaxxed girl summer yeah we are <laughs> we're getting out there <laughs> if you see us out there say hello say hi wear wear a mask i guess mm-hmm. are we wearing masks anymore i don't know who knows just be just be good be nice do something nice for someone yes please and your and yourself mm-hmm. and uh we love you guys. We love you so much. <laughs> that was said with such love. <laughs> I mean it. Aww. I know. <laughs> so do I. I just don't know how to make things sound genuine. Everything well, I say comes do. off sarcastic. <laughs> oh, no. You sound very genuine. Good. Because <laughs> I'm lying to you. No, good. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed, blessed be. be.